You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode 236. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today is a live coaching episode. Every once in a while, I like to bring on questions that people ask and the following coaching conversation that I have with people. Um, one, because in this in this episode or in this coaching session, uh, we answer a really important question, and that is, how can I be satisfied with what I am like presently? This is a really common question you may have even th- thought this question yourself of how do I how do I come you know have acceptance for who I or what I look like today even if I have goals and does that acceptance of who I am change my drive and my motivation towards towards hitting those goals so in this coaching session with Ellie you'll hear us talk about the difference between satisfaction and acceptance. So I actually talk through that difference, what it means to be satisfied and what it means to accept. Um, we talk about the tendency that we have as women to um, internalize problems and rather than uh, recognizing the external factors that come into play. This, if you have not listened to episode 102 of the podcast, it's a rant. It's called You Are Not the Problem. I highly recommend after listening to this episode, going and listening to episode 102, because I dive deeper into that topic of the internalization that we have a lot of times of labeling ourselves as failures rather than looking at the external circumstances and and recognizing that oftentimes we're just trying to fit a round peg into a square hole. And then the last thing that we talk about in this coaching session uh, is what brings us joy and um, recognizing when you know what brings you joy, then you can focus on the right things. Now, as I'm, as you're listening to this coaching conversation, you'll start to notice that my job as a coach is not to sit here and lecture Ellie or tell Ellie what to do. Uh, I do do some teaching in here and I do flush out some things with her, uh, but my job is to help guide her as a coach. And so you'll hear that I spend a lot of the time asking questions of Ellie. And the great thing about listening to a coaching conversation like this is that you can ask those same questions to yourself. And the better questions you ask yourself, the better answers you're going to receive. I make the point a lot that a lot of us are asking really terrible questions. And so we're wondering why we're getting terrible answers. Well, it's because your questions aren't great. And if we ask ourselves better questions, we get better answers. So you'll, you know, listen, as you listen to this, this coaching conversation, um, I want you to stay present to answering these questions yourself for your own journey and um, seeing where we wrap up in this, in, in this, you know, journey of self-acceptance and satisfaction of where you're at presently, especially if that's something that has been an issue for you. All right, let's jump into the coaching conversation with Ellie. Hi, Ellie. Hi. How are you? 
So great. I'm just going to turn you up a little bit. There we go. Yeah, I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing really good. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm like falling over here. Okay. So will you tell everybody what the question is or what you want to get coaching on today? Yeah. So my question was just how you can be satisfied with yourself presently. I think that as women, at least for me personally, I always think that, um, you can finally accept yourself if you're at the place that you've been at. And I feel like, especially on social media, you see things and it's kind of like motivation pictures. Like that is going to be when I'm the happiest. That's when I'm going to finally reward myself with, um, with clothes or maybe even reward myself by going out. And like, I think we fail. And especially me personally, I fail to just stay in the present and try to be satisfied with the progress that either I made or that I haven't made or just, you know, accept yourself in your insecurities. So that's Mm -hmm. just kind of what I wanted to have answered. Awesome. Cool. So, um, you use the word satisfied, like how can I be satisfied with where I'm at? So will you, what is, what does satisfied mean to you? I think that satisfied just kind of means, I think no guilt with anything. I think that it also just means no, um, I think you're just like confident. You're just naturally confident. You don't need to play a game or try to be something that you aren't. Um, You're just satisfied with life. You just kind of go with everything. Um, If you make a mistake, you don't burn yourself out of it. You just kind of keep going. Um, You're just happy, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And do you feel like you're at that place right now? Or is that some place that you'd like (laughs) to get to? I think it's, um, it's kind of hard right now. I'm about to graduate college. So it's kind of hard to be satisfied just in the moment because you have still so many goals, like physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, and just trying to be satisfied in the moment. You're just, I think that me personally, I'm so much looking towards the future and what I need to do. That's hard to just be present. Okay, cool. Okay. So I'm going to offer you a alternative word to the word satisfied, because I actually um, don't think that we should ever be satisfied. I think that that is part of growth perspective of this like growth mindset, this idea that life to me is about growth and that doesn't ever stop. I don't think when you hit a certain weight or age or life, whatever, like that, that desire to change and to grow should ever go away. So I'm going to replace the word satisfied with the word acceptance. Because the other thing that satisfied, because what the connotation that I usually associate with satisfied, and maybe people listening um, can kind of relate, is when we're satisfied with something, we don't reach for anything else. Like we just are happy where we're at and we don't need to do anything else. And, and I think happiness comes from growth, not achieving anything specific, but it comes from continuing to push ourselves into grow. I think that's where a lot of happiness comes from. And so I'm going to substitute the word satisfied with the word acceptance. And I think when what we can focus on and work on is acceptance of where we are at, because once we get to that place of acceptance, that becomes a really powerful breeding ground for whatever it is that we would like to create. So how does that word acceptance land for you does that resonate with you Mm -hmm. yeah I think that acceptance is both like a personal and it's also a social thing um I think that sometimes we get in the mindset that being accepted is more social but like like Mm. I'm gonna be accepted by other people so um 
I think it's really hard to get into the mindset of if you're accepted even just by yourself, then what other people think of you doesn't really matter. But that is, I've struggled with that forever. It's way easier said than done. Yeah. How old are you, girlfriend? I'm 23. Like I was as emotionally mature as as you are. Like, that's awesome. Like, even the fact that you recognize that of of differentiating between personal acceptance and social acceptance, like, that's awesome. Like, I'm really proud of you that you even like can tease that out in your mind, because um, that is those are different things, social acceptance and personal acceptance. And just like you so wisely said, is when we get to that place of personal acceptance, we can let the other acceptance go. Um, I don't know if you listened to, and it's okay if you didn't, if I'm not mad at you. Um, but anybody else who's listening to this conversation, listen to the podcast episode on Tuesday this week, because the, it was a, it was a coaching conversation that I had, um, with a woman and we talked about, um, what other people think about, like needing that validation from other people, kind of like you were talking about that acceptance from other people and where that need comes from. It comes from, if we can't provide that to ourselves, then we go outside of us looking to, to appease that. And that happens with a lot of people with, acceptance is if if we can't get to that place of acceptance inside personally like you were talking about then we do we go outside and we look for societal acceptance we look for validation from other people and um and when we're doing that then we're like it's like it's like being thrown out into the to the ocean where it's like the waves go and the ebbs and like the flows and you like we can't control the ocean. It just like kind of takes you and it's like whatever the ocean wants to do with you. And, and that's what happens when we place that validation and that acceptance um, external to ourselves. So man, like you're already like doing, doing so awesome. So when you said, and, and you're not alone with this, that like, it's really easy to say that. And then it's hard to do that or to have that show up regularly in your life. What does that specifically look like for you? Like, what does that sound like in your head? Um, like where you feel like that struggle goes um just kind of like where the socially and the personally kind of is hard to say when you said you said it's it's easy to say and it's hard to do and I and what mm-hmm. I heard you say from that is it's like it's easy to say that if I accept me then it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks that's mm-hmm. easy to say but it's really hard to do yeah so wh- what does that sound like in your head when you're in that place where like this is hard yeah I think that just kind of where I am right now is kind of hard just because, um, I'm single. And so there, and so especially growing up, there was a lot of, and it wasn't anything like directly, but there was a lot of focus on the way you looked. Mm -hmm. And so like, and so like even growing up, like I'm thinking the only reason why I'm maybe not married is because I look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so like, it's hard to like, you know, come back to, yourself and be like no like yeah I maybe I made some mistakes as far as some things that I've done but that shouldn't that shouldn't matter but then you're like but wait I could have done better and then you Mm -hmm. start thinking well like then people maybe make comments at you and they're like hey I like and I definitely had places where I did really good I got to a certain place I looked awesome and then I go get to a family reunion and people like oh like what happened? And you're like, I don't know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's those moments where you're just like, you know, it's hard to just say, no, like, like, yeah, this is what happened. Or like, I don't know. It's kind of hard. Cause I feel like or it's very it's physical. None of your business. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Like, like, shut up. <laughs> not, none of your business, you know, like, and I think creating those personal boundaries, you're right in society. Like for some reason it has become, 
okay to like comment on people's appearance or what they look like or what they weigh. And I think that that is um, dumb for a lack of a better word. And I think that we putting up those boundaries can be a really powerful thing for you to be able to do. Like, no, it's, it's not okay for you to ask me that question. That makes me feel really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Period. End of conversation. <laughs> and I think that's um, a good way of just like, I think that's a good way of staying personally connected with yourself. If you, allow yourself to not go along with those kind of comments towards yourself. Because, but. Yes. Okay. So this is a really good point that you just made. It is you standing up for yourself. So like, I want you to think about like, if you were standing next to your friend and somebody was saying something mean to your friend and you stayed quiet mm-hmm. and you didn't say anything, how would that, how would your friend perceive that? Yeah. She would think that you're not your friend. You're not you're like, you're like, you're not my friend. You like, didn't even stand up for me when like someone was saying something mean to you. And so if it was your friend, we would speak up and we would say, Hey, okay, this is my friend. <laughs> Don't talk about her that way. Yeah. And I think when we start to internalize that, right, that's a way to kind of look at um, a situation from a higher level. When we put ourselves back in that situation, recognize that that's essentially what we're doing to ourselves when we stay quiet in those situations um, is that we aren't being a friend to ourselves. We aren't you know, we aren't being there for ourselves, And, um, and, and that causes like almost a disconnect where it's like, who's going to stand up for you if you don't stand up for yourself? Mm-hmm. Nobody. It's true. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, something, I want to go back to something I heard at the very, very beginning, um, that I kind of had just like cataloged in my, in my brain, you had said something to the effect of talking about that, um, it's a very common, um, thought process of like, the when I uh, get there, then I will be happy, right? When I get there, then I will be able to feel loved. When I get married, then I, I will be able to feel loved. When I get the six pack, then I will feel better. Mm-hmm. When I lose the 20 pounds, then I will be confident. When I, like, it's like the when I complex. Yep. Um, and it's almost like, uh, and tell me if this resonates with you. It's almost like we withhold happiness, pleasure, joy, um, any of those good emotions from ourselves uh, in order to motivate us to get to that place. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it feel like that for you? Sometimes it's like, well, if I love myself here, I will lose motivation to get there. And so if I can withdraw that and hold that from myself now, it'll be, I'll be more motivated to get to where I want to go. Does that resonate with you? I don't think quite. I think it's, I think it resonates to a point, but I don't think it resonates all the way because, um, I, I think it kind of does because it's more of just like, okay, here's how I think of it right now. Yeah. I kind of, I so like, here's the thing. I love food. I love food so much. Food is like the best thing ever. And I'm a foodie. I love to bake. If anyone Mm -hmm. has seen my Instagram, it's all like cakes and everything that I baked. So, and I've been dieting and I've been trying to lose weight and Mm -hmm. I've been going up and down since I was 14. Mm -hmm. And so the moments where I can't engage in like acts of pleasure. So like maybe going out with my friends and maybe buying a new shirt because, you know, I like, well, I'm going to lose that weight anyway. Mm -hmm. And it ends up not happening or I'm not going to get what I Mm -hmm. want at my restaurant. It's kind of like, what's the point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I want you to see and just start to notice how um, on some level you're withholding joy from yourself at the present. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I can't buy that shirt until I get to that certain size or I can't enjoy 
this food out with my friends until I like can fit into this dress or whatever. So it's, it's almost, a, it's an element of withholding that oh, man. on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We, it's okay. It's all about vulnerability people. It's important. Right? <laughs> it's right. And at 23, you already know that again, it's like, so oh amazing. You're, you're doing awesome. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but we, with, we withhold that from ourselves sometimes. Um, and typically uh, there is an, uh, an element of like, if I do that, it's like a technique that we use to try and motivate ourselves. And what I want you to start to realize, and maybe you're, you're starting to, maybe this is what's coming up a little bit for you is this recognizing that, um, that, that doesn't, that doesn't work in, uh, a parent child relationship. That doesn't work in a friend to friend relationship. That doesn't work in a boyfriend to girlfriend or girlfriend to girlfriend or whoever you are relationship where we, if we said to that other person, well, I'm just going to withhold my love from you until you, you know, change or do exactly what I want. That would be what's called a toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. And yet we do that a lot to ourselves. We're worth, we're withholding that pleasure, enjoy it, like enjoyment of life, love from ourselves um, until we hit some sort of milestone. Um, and the why damage that that we, why do you think we do that? Like, especially as women. Well, okay. So I think it's so important that you pointed that out because I do see this, this is a, there is a, there is a, a bit of like patriarchy as well in this, um, where I see this a lot in women where when something goes wrong, we blame ourselves and, um, men is obviously a generality, but men often blame the the system, what's going on, like yeah. everything external itself. And here's like a really funny example of that. So I wear contacts and I wear um, hard contacts, uh, which most people have like disposable dailies. My husband has the disposable dailies, but I have really bad eyesight. And so I wear hard contacts. And just recently over the last couple of months, my like right contact has been bugging me a bunch. It's been like, like feeling like it was dry or like, it just was really irritating me. And I was just kind of was like dealing with it. I just went to the eye doctor this last week and he was looking at my contact. He's like, oh, your right contact is like sucked to your eye. It's like, there's not enough room. It's just not, it's like not breathing. That's like, that's why it's been irritating to you. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this whole time I thought like I was doing something wrong. Like my eyes were dry or like something, something was wrong. And he's like, no, it's like, there's something wrong with the contact. And I went home and I was telling my husband this and he was like, that's so funny that your first initial reaction was that something was wrong with you. He was like, if it was me, I would have been like, well, what's wrong with the contact? And I was, I just had this moment. I was like, you're right. Like my initial reaction was like, something was wrong with me rather than his, which is something's wrong with the contact. And I think that often is a situation that we as women put ourselves in is when there's something wrong, we internalize it. And we say, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with the way I look rather than what's wrong with all of the guys who are really superficial and not getting to know me for who I am. And they're just looking at me and making judgments, right? We say, we try to fix us instead of saying, no, I need to be fixed. Like the person who comes up to you at the family reunion, you didn't do anything wrong. That person was in the wrong, like they need to be fixed. And yet we internalize it. We say, oh, I need to fix myself instead of saying, no, I'm great. I'm amazing. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm supposed to be. I'm at the, the spot that I'm supposed to be in life right now. And you, sir, are in the wrong. <laughs> you, sir, are the one that needs to change. I feel like I need to be like pressing, you know, the hearts on the button, like just like heart, 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 heart. <laughs> Everyone should listen to that. Yeah. But I mean, but doesn't that, uh, does that make sense to you? Like, does that, do you feel yourself doing that sometimes of saying like, I'm the problem rather than like 
there are problems around me <laughs> and For it's sure. not actually me. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it, it totally makes sense. Like, like why would like, and I heard this like forever ago and I'm just kind of like, and it was something like along the lines of like, your body is the least interesting, interesting thing about thing you. About you. And that. I'm like, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, like the main reason why we are taking care of our bodies is so that, you know, they're well-fueled machines. Like we can do things that we want to do. If we have to move, we can lift that box. Or if we want to go to the park with our kids, we can keep up with them. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's all those things that, you know, some of us were like, no, the reason why we're going to the gym is so that, you know, it's all based on looks. Like, I mean, I can see people even at the gym that are like that. And I kind of, and I had like a come to, myself moment the other day where I was like and there was this guy that was lifting and just looking at himself in the gym like I don't want to be with a guy like that like Mm -hmm. even if he does look like that like that is so superficial and that's just not that's not right like I don't want someone to just be like that yeah yeah and and I think it's we also need can have some compassion on ourselves because it's one of the reasons it's easy to say that and hard to do it is because there are a lot of societal pressures. There are a lot mm-hmm. of cultural pressures there. There's research studies that show that like beauty gets you further in life. Mm-hmm. Like there is fat phobia there. Like those, those societal things exist in the world that we live in. And so for so long, so many of us have been told that like our beauty is our currency, our beauty, our size of our body is the way to like, get what we want or the life that we want or the career that we want. And the sad thing is, is that there part of there is, there is some truth to that. Mm-hmm. And, and so it is this like back and forth of realizing that um, society does need to change and we can play a part in that and a role in that change. Um, and one of the best ways that we can fight against that is for individual women to stand in the place of power and acceptance and saying, no, 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 I'm not the problem. You're the problem. Like, it's not like, this is not a a me problem and we can be in that place. This isn't a me problem and saying, I want to grow. I want to change. I want to hit this aesthetic goal. Like, I think people feel like you have to be in either or camp. You have Mm -hmm. to be in the camp of like, I'm going to accept my body and I like, it's perfect the way it is. And I don't need to change anything. And I never need to like grow at all. And recognizing that you can say that I am perfect. I am worth it. I am everything I need to be right now in this very moment. And I want to get a six pack and I want to eat healthier and I want to get this career and I want to graduate. And I want like, we can have this, like we can stay in this beautiful world of this both and of I'm enough. And I recognize that when I set goals, I grow whether or not I hit that goal. I grow through that experience. And that again, bringing it back to like kind of what I said at the very beginning, I think growth is what makes us happy. Growth Mm -hmm. is like the purpose of life is that, is that process. Mm -hmm. I think it's any kind of goal that you accomplish. And I think so often it's always physical and people Mm -hmm. like forget that there are other goals that you can do, which is just as important. 100%. And I would even change that to not a goal you accomplish, but a goal you attempt. Because Mm -hmm. I think that there is not, goals are not only valuable when you hit them. Goals are valuable because they align your vision in the way that you want to go and you change as a person as you reach for them, whether or not you actually achieve them. And so, yes, 
having this conversation of like, what are the goals that we can have outside of the realm of fitness? And what do I want? What do I want for my life? What do I want to create? And recognizing that even if we don't achieve that, that in the process of trying to achieve it on working to achieve it, we ourselves develop and grow and change and become in a way that is incredibly beautiful, whether or not you are able to like check that goal. Mm -hmm. And that changes your relationship with goals. Mm -hmm. Instead of just like, if I fail it, well, I'm never going to do it again. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Which is where a lot of people go. (laughs) They, they like label that and that's a failure. And I am never going to do that again. because That felt terrible. When we focus on the process, then the end result becomes much less important because it's the process that that is as beautiful. So Ellie, yes, such good stuff on this one. You brought, you brought up a lot of really great conversation. I'm, I'm curious, what is the thing that you're going to be taking away from in this conversation? What was that aha moment for you or that piece that you're going to want to remember? I think that just the piece that I always want to remember is just that moment with your example of your contact that you shouldn't internalize that everything is your fault Mm -hmm. because there is a reason why you are here at this moment. And so you should, you should, I think that that was the main reason, like you should be accepted of yourself is there is a reason like you're not, this isn't a punishment that you're where you are. It's more of just a blessing and you should use this opportunity to make new goals to grow Mm -hmm. and just to have that time to, recognize that where you are is great, but you'll still be great in three years. Yeah. I love the question of what can I learn right now? Especially when I'm in those hard moments or I'm in those hard times that I like don't really love where I'm at. I like to ask myself the question, okay, but I'm here. Whether I like it or not, I'm here. And what can I learn here? Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, not saying like life is always great and there are hard moments and there are terrible things that happen and um, we can feel sad and we can like feel the, all those emotions and we can get to a place that's like, yeah, this sucks. And what can I learn? What is, what is possible for me to learn at this moment? So good. Ellie, you, my friend are wise beyond your, your years. And uh-huh. I'm just really great that I'm grateful that you came on and of chatted course. Today. Of course. Awesome. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So good. Awesome guys. So that was free coaching Friday. I hope that that was beneficial for you. If you are watching the replay and you made it all the way to the end, um, comment hashtag replay. It's always interesting to me to see who actually like makes it to the end. (laughs) Um, and comment your takeaway, just like I asked Ellie, her takeaway. The thing that's beautiful about group coaching is that Ellie has a takeaway that's that's pertinent to her and to her journey. And my guess is that as you were listening, there was something that was pertinent to your journey. And so that may be totally different than what Jenny, or than Jenny, Ellie heard in our, our conversation. And so I would love it if you listed your takeaway um, in the comments and just said, you know, what was, what was something that you learned from that and that you'll be taking for your journey? Awesome. Thanks, Ellie. You're welcome. Thanks, everyone. Have a great weekend. We'll see ya. Bye, everyone. I hope that was an enlightening coaching conversation. One of the things that's really important after coaching is to get into action. And so I would challenge you, don't just don't just be the person who nods through this whole thing and has these epiphanies and these takeaways and and yet doesn't put them into action. Uh, that is the next step. So how can you take what you learned today, take the ahas, the breakthroughs that you had listening to this coaching conversation and put them into action? 
One of those actions could be going back and listening to episode 102 of the podcast. We'll link it up in the show notes, but it's called Rant, You Are Not the Problem. And I dive deeper into this concept of uh, us trying to fit ourselves into square, you know, us as a round peg trying to fit ourselves into square holes and then blaming ourselves because we don't fit. So that's a great follow-up episode after this coaching conversation. If you are interested in being able to get coached live, uh, I really highly recommend getting on the interest list for Macros 101. That is where I do my coaching. That is where I focus my attention. If you want the chance to get coached live from me, then that's the place to do it. We open up doors to Macros 101 twice a year, once in the spring and once in the fall. That fall enrollment is coming up August 29th. So if you're wanting to be the first in line when we open doors, Go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash waitlist and make sure you get on the interest list. We also have a fun new 14-day macro boot camp. So when you get on the interest list for Macros 101, you'll get that free 14-day macro boot camp to get you started, get you taking action you know, now and not having to wait all the time um, until Macros 101 opens up. So again, that's bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash waitlist. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember, my friend, you can do anything. Hey, friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And, you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.